and you're listening to the Staff Room Podcast with Che, Hurricane Cheney, and Pav, Wonder Woman, Wonder. We talk casually, yet poignantly, about the most relevant topics in teaching today. So come and hang out with us. We're always in the mood for a great conversation. Welcome to episode 73 of the Staff Room Podcast. Today, our topic is virtual conferences and continuing our growth. Really excited to jump right into this conversation, so I'm not going to waste any time, and I'm just going to introduce myself. My name is Pav, hashtag Wonder Woman Wonder, and I make up 50.04% of the Staff Room Podcast, my co-host, who makes up the other half, and he'll tell you how much that is, is sitting next to me, and he's going to introduce himself. And the thrill is gone! Well, actually, no, it's not gone. It'll be gone after episode 100 oh. <laughs> of the Staff Room Wait. Podcast. <laughs> Never mind, it wasn't the greatest song choice to sing, but that's the one that was stuck in my head, so I went with that. It was a good one. And yeah, I am Che. 50%. Hold on, hold on. I'm keeping a straight face. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I'm like the player to be named later in a trade when it comes to the Staff Room Podcast. This is a path. And we picked up Che six weeks later on a trade. He was Che was the, was the podcast host to be named later. I don't know. He's showing some promise. I got potential, eh? I got potential. But sometimes I joke with the middle school kids. I said, you know, when you were seven, mm-hmm. potential was like worth a bar of gold. Yeah. When you get a little bit older, that potential, it, it, it starts to lose some of that value, eh, kitties? That's right. Not I mean, quite worth this much. When I put you on the volleyball team in grade six because you had potential, if you're in grade eight, you still can't get over the net. Yeah, that potential's not doing me any good. <laughs> and I say this all tongue in cheek. Your kids get it. They get it. They know what Mr. Cheney's all about. They know what he's all about. Oh, yes, Mr. Cheney. Okay, go ahead. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bar gold potential. Got it. You've said this 17 times. Paf. Yes, Che. I'm drained. <laughs> so I'm tired. Because we did our Mass Q virtual conference presentation this afternoon. We did. Our first presentation. Our first live conference presentation. Yes. Uh, yes, we've done live webinars before. Uh, we've done lots of we've done lots of uh, interviews before and streams that are live. But this was our first live presentation where it was part of a long list of presenters, and people had to do this thing like sign up, eh? Yeah. And, and choose to and, be in our and they, they had session. Like, they had like expectations when they came in. It wasn't just like, hey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, or hey, let's go. Like they, they expected takeaways. They did. And, and I think we we delivered. Uh, we Maybe we delivered. Maybe. Hopefully to I a think. couple of people, they got a few nuggets. But yeah. I know for our personal growth, it was great. And in much as we joke about that, in this whole new COVID experience, we've had a couple of sessions and workshops and, and TEDx presentations that we were signed up, ready for, excited to present. And we were excited probably in June of last year to start yeah. presenting with the... I had that in my notes as well, mm. that, that this, this, uh, this topic 
was something that was born about nine or 10 months ago when we were preparing for TEDx Etobicoke. And so it was something that was uh, really upsetting back in June that was, uh, had to be canceled because of COVID. And, uh, and we were a little bit, we were a little bit upset about that at the time, but in those nine or 10 months, we've really refined this presentation and, and so much growth has come from, from the beginnings of when we sort of started dabbling with this topic and this subject to what it became and what we were able to present today during MassQ. You also missed our first assignment with our board with the Google Camp. Oh yeah, that was that's right. We missed Google Camp and mm-hmm. it was uh, the same topic, mm-hmm. I believe, right? Because it was something that we whoa, were just... Whoa, I'm a great teacher. You know what makes me great? I take one lesson, I, I, I perform it, and then I enhance it, and then I make it better, and then don't you dare teach my teaching assignment. I need to just go with this show all the time. Well, that's that's what we do. We take, <laughs> we take something and we evolve it and evolve it and evolve it and uh, keep trying to reach for this so-called perfection that's you know, out it, there. It, as much as we joke, um, we had the same idea, and it wasn't exactly the same topic. We had this sort of uh, podcaster voice, teacher voice, connecting to your community, and our growth with our podcast also allowed the the content to grow because mm-hmm. we shifted it a little bit from finding your voice to understanding sharing your voice came back to enhancing your teaching capabilities. Right. Um, you just felt more confident. You, you had more um, content that you could easily draw upon. You had more things that that for us personally, that we've come to really, truly understand, maybe things we were already doing in our class, but couldn't articulate why we were doing it or what the benefits were. Mm -hmm. And so that really refined our presentation for today with MassQ was really enhancing your teaching practice through the art of podcasting. And it has refined a little bit. And so that had us talking that we just wanted to honor and pay tribute for um, this activity. Uh, event for us because one of our talking points was that what is podcasting? It's archiving your experiences. It's categorizing, not categorizing. Um, what's the right word there? You have it for me. You must. Well, no, I, oh. I, I don't because I'm thinking about, well, I don't even think that we've let the audience know what our topic exactly was. I mean, the title of our presentation was Rediscover Your Voice, Improving Our Teaching Practice Through Podcasting. So mm. this is what we're we're, tr- we're talking about, what has evolved uh, so much from when we, when we initiated this idea from just sharing your voice. It's important to share your voice to now um, develop, we developed it into something so much more than that. So sorry, Che, I was thinking about something, something else. else. The fact that I had gone so far ahead that we hadn't actually introduced the title. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. You know, five minutes in, we might as well introduce. I do hear in good podcasting uh, scenarios, they tell you, you should be right into your conversation within about 35 seconds. We've gotten better at that. We have, but not great. <laughs> we're it's still not, getting it's, there. It's not our strength, eh? Like, we're usually about four minutes. That actually, when we listen back, that's usually one of the first takeaways we go, it's seven minutes and we haven't discussed the topic. It's six and a half minutes and we haven't yet discussed the topic. You know what, though? And and I, I like this about our podcast when we're recording, maybe not when we're listening back. And uh, you, the audience, can let us know if you uh, agree with this or, um, or you wish that we got into the topic a little bit faster. But... Um, 
I really love that back and forth, that little bit of jokiness and that little bit of just, hey, how are you doing today? <laughs> and and just... <laughs> Pardonnez-moi. I'm serious all the time. Yeah, sure. I don't sure come you. here for fooling around. I'm a professional educator. Okay. I enjoy the laughs in the first couple of minutes. I'm so sorry that we don't get into the topic <laughs> right away. It's because Pav laughs a lot and Che feeds off of that laughter. <laughs> you know, You know what happens after about eight minutes? The thrill is gone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, so let's get back into it. Yeah. So we were talking about this topic. Uh, we developed this, the the sort of initial beginnings, the humble beginnings of this topic about 10 months ago when we were starting to plan a couple of uh, webinars and conferences and workshops that we had signed up to do uh, back in March. It had to have been February or March because... We everything shut down in March, so we were already prepared for this. Um, and so June was a was a big hit for us because that was TEDx, and that was going to be, you know, like making our mark. But but looking back, I think that I'm a little bit grateful that we didn't present right yeah, away. Yeah, I, I do think that um, it slowed down our growth and actually at a better pace and a more realistic pace. Cause I'm thinking back, we were going to give this TEDx talk, maybe 23 episodes or yeah. 30 episodes in. No, 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 no. Cause I'll delete the first 17. Yeah. <laughs> so we've only got five um, to work with. So this is actually, I feel that our presentation was in, in, in a proper flow of our evolution, our mm. growth. Yeah. And, um, I think, going along with this this was our first real taste of, of this type of experience and we know we have one more lined up for sure so we did mass q today mm-hmm. and we're doing the ignite summit in march march and that continued growth is we're not going to talk about this sort of no. your voice your enhanced pro, uh, teaching progress we're going to talk about sel in math because we know in ontario that became part of our curriculum and then of course they've sort of withdrawn that just because of the the surroundings we're at, but we've had a lot of the PD. We dove a lot into the resources and we know a lot of other areas. It's not part of their curriculum. So it's yeah. a little bit newer. It's a little bit SEL and not necessarily embedded in the curriculum and with expectations. So we've designed and are working on our, our next one with Ignite is on math and SEL. So we're equally excited to go and give a presentation again with a summit in a conference, but now with new content, actually linking back to an episode from the 60s, I think. From not 1960. I mean, episode 60 from our catalog. <laughs> uh-huh, that's the word that's I was looking word. for. And so, <laughs> and then we are not signed up yet, but we're very excited um, to go into another one, um, another virtual conference after that to talk about digital photography mm-hmm. and linking to um, how we decentered Remembrance Day with uh, digital photography and digital literacy. And of course, if we get denied, um, not only, we won't shame anyone, we won't shame anyone, a lot, <laughs> not a lot, just like just a tiny bit, eh? just like, uh, I'll call it a microaggression, but then I'll identify it as a microaggression. Unlike most people that ident- don't identify their microaggressions, I will yeah. identify a microaggression. And then we'll actually just, um, we'll run our own little summit. We'll call it Chain Pass Summit. For we'll call it like the B side. This is the conference that I didn't like quite it. make it, eh? Yeah. So if you want a B side conference with Chain Pav, <laughs> we got that the PD that didn't quite make it, eh? The, the, the conversation says, "Hey, no, thanks, Chain Pav." And no, no. But, but if you, but if you want to attend the B sides, uh, who doesn't well, love a good B side? Oh, that wouldn't that be that actually might be more fun. Actually, that third summit. <laughs> Forget it. We're not. We're out. We're, but but don't say we're out. Just write a nasty email that we weren't good enough. And of course, yes. again, sorry. 
That was tongue-in-cheek. Right. I was going to say, you can just tell everyone that it's tongue-in-cheek and everyone's like, oh, it's Jay. It's Jay, it's Jay. But we're really excited (laughs) with this growth because it's allowed us to continue to enhance our teaching practice to really work on this presentation, fixating and working on the slides and making the document. I think we we made a 20-minute video. Mm -hmm. We had a 12-minute document. And then we had a 10-slide uh, um, Google slide deck to go with it. Mm-hmm. And so we really, you know, just worked on our writing. We worked on fine-tuning our vision, our mission. We actually, I think, now have an even better understanding of what podcast is doing for us. So when you say, well, guys, why aren't you talking about content today? Well, what we're doing here is we're, we are archiving our experiences with these virtual conferences. This is essentially the debrief. You're listening to our debrief, and uh, and and through this debrief, we've uh, we've sort of talked about how we've got some other ideas for presentations that we would like to do. But even out of today's presentation and hearing some of the questions that people had and asking us to break down certain things, we realized that even taking this conference that we this presentation that we did today. We could even, um, you know, pick this even further, dissect it even further and turn it into three or four separate presentations because of the content that we covered. And sometimes you don't quite realize how much content you're covering until you deliver that content and you and and the people that are sitting in front of you who are absorbing it all are kind of they're either taking it all in and they're like, yeah, okay, this is all old hat. We got it thank you. Or they're, they're sitting there going, this is completely new to me. And I need you to slow down and go over point number one, some more and in some more detail. So it actually, while I was presenting today, and while we were listening to people ask questions and sort of reflect on, on how it went, we, we sort of discovered that oh, okay, we've experienced all of this. So we probably have a much better and clearer understanding of all of our content. But people who are listening to this for the first time, much of this is new to them. Even some of the terminology that we're using is probably new to them. Uh, talking about different hardware and software and people, this is this might be going way over everyone's head. So I'm thinking to myself, hey, I, I think that we could do this a little bit even more broken down and uh, either turn this into, uh, you know, four shorter webinar series or, you know, something like that. But ultimately, the goal was to get people a little bit more interested into this art of podcasting and more so than just podcasting, but of archiving your voice or of uh, putting your voice out there or rediscovering that you have a voice in the first place and having a platform to express it with. So that was ultimately the point that we've, we've been able to do this. And we covered several points um, during the course of the presentation on how we have grown as teachers and how we have grown as, as people during this entire process. And we sort of went into depth with a few examples and some ideas on how we have grown specifically within these, uh, these topics. And, um, and it had me really thinking that this is, this is something that we have so much more potential that we could help people with if they are interested in archiving their voices or using this platform, maybe in a way that they've never thought of before. Podcasting might seem like to some people, it's just a way of, of, I don't know, of advertising or, um, branding yourself or, 
or I don't know. I don't know why people podcast. I know why we podcast. It was a means to reflect. That was originally the intention. It was, this is all the stuff that happened today. We need to unpack it all. Sometimes it's so overwhelming and so much for us to just keep inside of us. It's nice to just articulate it all, get it all out there, express everything that's in our heads so that it unloads from us. And, and we have someone to bounce those ideas off of. And then we're recording some of that conversation to help some of that problem solving that we might be experiencing in our spaces. So, um, that's, that's sort of the idea of behind what we wanted to do with this presentation, what the intention was and, and sort of how it grew from its humble, humble, humble beginnings to what it became today. And, and I'm pretty proud of the way that things turned out. No one's ever described me as humble. No, I was not talking about you. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) I would not describe you as humble. (laughs) Uh, You hit on just the the key elements of what, you know, how this was important to us. And it sort of segues into the next part. We want to talk a little bit about this, the virtual conference landscape, this new platform, this new way of delivering information, this new way of accessing information and sort of some of the positives and some of the you know maybe a little bit of the negatives too because nothing is ever so obvious that it's all good or all bad um but there there's obviously a new space brewing for virtual conferences and this mass q1 um was phenomenal Mm -hmm. as our first taste of of a conference yet alone a virtual conference so well run so many different sessions so many really clear and detailed emails like the the infrastructure work that MassQ went through to to facilitate this and also I'll let you know you can still sign up for MassQ and all the sessions are available until July yeah till the end of July so there's quite a bit of time um and so it is really cool to to learn that because I know in all of our planning we were presenting today on the last day of the of the conference and we were so immersed with just fine-tuning and and um you know getting every all of the details set and kind of adding things where we felt like we needed to add things uh, that refining process kind of took us away from checking out enough of the other other people's content. And so I know that this is our intention is to now go back and watch all of those uh, topics that we were so interested in being able to catch, but we're not able to. So we that's something that's different from live conferences, right? You don't get that second chance. Um, maybe some of them are recorded or the slide decks might be available for you to to. Uh, to pick up after the conference is over, but you don't you don't have the opportunity of watching the entire thing from start to finish. So that's a little bit different, and and that's kind of cool. And so I think that this this whole virtual conference space might be here to stay as a supplemental way of delivering uh, conferences. Um, maybe those people who were doing one or two a year are now going to perhaps do three or four. So it, it definitely is something that's very accessible for people who are attending. Um, and probably, probably, I want to say probably, but I'm not sure about this, easier for the organizers to run as well with with certain areas. I mean, aside from making sure that the tech is working the way that you want it to be working. Depending on what scale. Now, MassQ is not, was not small. They, no, when that's big. When we started and that sponsorship page came up and they must have had 50 sponsors, like, oh, we better deliver. Yeah. Um, but I, I assume... The, 
your observation is something I was thinking is right. It, as much as it's easy to gain access to it, it there's a simplicity to running it as well. Um, there, Because ultimately the tech is a component. But if you're running a smaller conference, then you can probably pull in 10 or 15 um, educators that have a, a clear vision, a clear mission, a clear presentation, and be able to deliver that relatively I want to say relatively simple, but not because overall, we've talked about this in other themes. Everyone now has, not everyone, the majority of people have a much better uh, level of comfortableness in this space of signing up and Google mm-hmm. Forms and dropping into a Zoom and leaving chats. And it's there's not 10 people coming into a chat that don't know how to use a chat, don't know how to leave a question. The collective capacity growth of everyone really allows everyone the opportunity to deliver these type of learning because everyone can, I, I say everyone, we know, I know, I, I understand, not everyone can get the same access, but the majority of people now can access these type of workshops, this type of learning. It's not as daunting. I think of myself five years ago and I probably always would have bypassed something like this just thinking, uh, this, is, this is a little too much. and But then I'm thinking of Mass Q, and you were talking about how we we haven't got to all of them, but we, we managed to get to the opening. You were ready for the opening, and I had other things going on, and I was getting ready for the school rubric live stream, but I was able to jump in. Oh, to, okay, yeah. I was able to jump in to the, for the key, keynote for yeah. the keynote for 20, 25 minutes and just had it playing on the side. And I said, this is a... a uh, a luxury and availability that never would have happened. No. And I got a, a really fun takeaway. So yeah. the, the keynote from Mass Q, let me check my notes, was D. Lanier. And he was talking about all kinds of great things about equity and diversity. And he made one great example of, and, and we've used this example when I've talked about your math example, where you change the context to bring relevancy to the who was listening. And he mm-hmm. gave a great hip hop example. And he, and he asked you who knew the height and and, and people were... He said, yeah, you don't. You have no idea where even to start, where to look, right. where many people knew instantly, oh, I knew this. And if they didn't know it, they knew exactly where to look. Mm-hmm. And I said, that was fantastic. And then he gave that one activity, uh, whack it or track it, which was really about student voice and student input on a, on a choice. And the key is I was able to remember this. I was able to get these nuggets. But in regards to the virtual conference, I didn't have to commit myself to being in a building, traveling to a space. I was able to dive in really quickly and dive out. And that accessibility to workshops and presentations, even live, you still have that ability to jump in and jump out, is, is a magnificent um, ascension to these type of conferences. So as I was thinking, if you were talking, I was thinking about that. What was my experience with this virtual conference as a consumer? I said it was really convenient to dive in, dive out, and a real level of comfort because now I can pay attention to the social media and say, well, I missed this one. Oh, what else is going on? Oh, I can dive back and I can go and look for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they called it PVR. You can really choose what sessions you want. And I think that is so rich and so valuable. Yeah, it's that on-demand you were talking about, right? So it was, this is... No, no, no. They put it on a VCR cassette and they send send it with a pigeon. They mail it, yes. Yeah, and then you put it in your VCR and you play it back again, eh? What's a VCR? Never mind. Okay. Sorry, I cut you off early enough that I wouldn't (laughs) spoil your train of thought. Notice that, everyone? No, I'm getting better at that. (laughs) I realized it was the nerves that was uh, making me forget. I try to read your facial expressions before I jump in. Yeah. If I see you struggling on your notes, I'm like, not the time, not the time, note (laughs) to self, not not now, now. not now. Uh, I'm glad I'm hiding my uh, my expressions a little bit better. Um, but yes, it's the accessibility, I think, that makes it so, so desirable for these virtual conferences. Um, I know that there's, there's this um, 
piece when it comes to the face-to-face conference that we're, we're still missing here because I know that we would still love to be at MassQ uh, personally or any of the conferences that we've signed up for. It would be really nice. And we know that others that we were supposed to be presenting at, um, not just the few that we mentioned, but there were se- there were many that were canceled. And so it was it was a little bit upsetting. It was like you know, we were ready for these and we were prepared and it was it was going to be fun. And- Teach Better 2020 was yeah. the, that was going to be one too. Although they had never confirmed we were signed up, but Come on, we, come we, on. we registered. Of course. We applied. And Ohio is not that far away from Toronto. Yeah. And Alex, <laughs> Alex wants us there. So come on, key notice. <laughs> key notice, yeah, right. Um, so, so yes, I know that there's this aspect that we are definitely missing when it comes to the face-to-face, but I think that what we're gaining with the virtual world is is making up for that fact. So, I, yeah, we're missing the fun lunches. We're missing meeting people face-to-face. We're missing some of these, uh, like, the, the happy hours and things like this that that we would have been, um, you know, able to meet so many of these people that we have created virtual connections with since we've begun this podcasting journey and connecting with our professional learning network uh, on social media. So that it would have been really nice. We definitely missed that. We And we would are going to be very excited to, to do our first face-to-face session uh, conference. But what we're gaining with this virtual world, there there's so many perks here. I mean, where we would have been able to do maybe three or four sessions in a day at a face-to-face conference, now we can catch up on so many more because they're, they are available on demand. So, you know, where we would have in, in a span of three days maybe been able to catch 12 really great sessions um, if we were we had the stamina for it. Now we can catch up on so many more than that. Just if you've got a little bit of time, uh, we have till July 31st to catch all of these recorded sessions. There's so much more learning that can be done. And as Che mentioned, it's, it's like just have it on while you're you're doing something else and you can listen and tune in when, when, you know, you hear something that perks your attention a little bit. I mean, this is great. This is, this is great ways to, for us to be picking up some learning along the way, um, yeah, accessibility. I think it's it's key. I think it's the key is, is also more access points. It's not so much that one's going to eliminate the other. They they hold similarities, but they also hold, hold distinct differences and things that people really appreciate in the practice. I mean, if you love that that weekend away where you want to go on this conference, you want to go on a drive, and you want to have those lunches, and you want to um, mingle around with people afterwards and that's part of your learning and that and that drives home the learning for you, that experience and there's extreme value in that if you get better value for yourself because you dive into these workshops here and there in this virtual space then then that's the value it, it again it doesn't become comparative in the sense that one is better than the other in the bigger picture this is just differentiation mm-hmm. i now have multiple different ways for multiple different people to offer workshops and maybe very similar workshops and so ultimately what we're doing is we're creating greater access and also more opportunity because i think we come back to your earlier point i think when we get back to a space where there can be more face to face i don't think the virtual is going to drop off but maybe a few of these people that have gone virtual will go back to face-to-face. There will be opportunities for people to to dive into this yeah. conference space, this running a summit space, which enhance, builds other people's capacities. There's a real opportunity for growth and learning on a, a massive scale. As you were talking, 
I saw relevancy to one of these quotes I found. Oh, a quote. Quote. Within 25 years, virtual reality meetings will be essentially transparent to being there in person. Once we can do this, the idea of climbing into an aircraft, burning up huge quantities of fossil fuels to propel our bodies in briefcases full of papers will be seen absolutely backward. Bert Rutten. End quote. Uh, it's not totally appropriate, but it does have a little, little just you yeah. know, that little sense that things are changing, yeah, and changing for the better. But I, I wouldn't articulate that we got to eliminate conferences, but it it adds so much more robustness to conferences and access points and people to deliver and people's ability to deliver. Let's be honest; it'd be a real challenge for us, although we would do it. But not everyone would be in a position to make that choice. If say we joke, we're going to to teach better. It still comes at a cost. Yes, a, a bigger cost than doing TEDx in Northern Etobicoke, of a, a bigger cost than doing our board one. But be, we'd be willing to do it because it's exciting for us, it's something we want to do. But what if someone then was denied the opportunity to give a presentation because they didn't want to, and rightfully so, didn't want to invest the funds or, and some of the commitments to go with a trip like that. Yeah. But then they were offered this spot for to do it virtually. So MassQ didn't cost us physically any cash. We dedicated time and we wanted to put on a good presentation. But if they had, say, had given this and we had to travel, there would have been a lot more considerations. So MassQ making this virtual allowed you and I this ability to, to present for the first time. Yeah. And maybe for our own growth, the ability to dive into giving presentations in this space first builds us some steam, builds us some momentum, makes us feel, do we really want to keep giving presentations? Do we feel we're offering any value for someone? And then you'd be more inclined to say yes, or maybe you'd you drive maybe down to Texas. Oh, Texas, that's a far drive. We'd probably fly. Okay, but <laughs> but it opens up. It's like your stepping stones to yeah. what you want to do. So I really feel there's an evolution, not a revolution, I think Tony Kornheiser said that the other day on his podcast. I may mm -hmm. have just, I'm sure he didn't say it for the first time ever. I'm sure that's been said before. But there's an evolution in conferencing. And it's that combination, that that hybrid of these in-person, uh, these virtual ones. And I think it's beneficial for all. And it's opportunity for many. They wouldn't have it. Yeah, you nailed so many great points there. And, and that evolution piece, I think, is key. And I believe that that is probably a great um, point to take us into a, our commercial break today, because I think it really sums up uh, so much of what we are we have talked about in this last thirty minutes. We've we've discussed the evolution of our own content and the evolution of the conferencing world altogether, and what it's been able to offer us in terms of uh, sort of helping us evolve our own growth over the past. Uh, eight months or so. And so, yeah, it's, I think it's been very important. I think it's been great. And, and we're very appreciative of this opportunity because it, it has really opened us, our eyes up to what the potential is and what we can do going forward, especially if conferences are still available to us in this format going forward. So I think it's time for a commercial. Oh, and there be a word from our ear sponsor. The sponsor for this week's episode is Six Weeks of Snow, laddie. Because what is a snow day like without it? <laughs> yeah, uh, too bad we're not going to be getting too many snow days, but perhaps. I just um, I want you to know there's, there's big money to be had when your sponsor's snow. Mm. It's a big organization. So I hear. <laughs> 
delivering lots of funds. <laughs> and by funds, I just mean I got to shovel and clean my car off before I drive anywhere. Thanks. It's exercise. Thanks for that payment. That is. It's payment in health. This has been probably the most relaxed episode we've recorded in a while. Yeah, that's right. It, it, you, it was nice to be able to reflect. I mean, it was mid-afternoon. We had a lot going on. It's a busy day. So it is nice to just be able to sit back and reflect and debrief on uh, what we experienced today and over the last couple of weeks as we prepared. So really nice. And uh, I, I enjoyed this episode. I think the as we move to the swag bag, it's just... There's there's evolution happening here, and mm-hmm. there and there's a space for everything, and there's a space for you to get involved, or maybe you didn't think you could get involved. Not so much as a consumer, but you should consume because we we like to consume these presentations as well. But also there's a space for for more people to share great work because there are all kinds of people doing amazing work that. In this new virtual reality, we all sort of have the hardware pieces to be able to engage and, and show our work. And so there is a growing opportunity in this space. And I think there's great evolution in the conference um, culture and in the virtual conference culture. And I think they can weave together and synergize together to really produce lots of valuable content, lots of access, and lots of opportunity. And I know Mass Q for us and... Um, the organizer of Mass Q for sure was Rena Friedman, and she's been really helpful for us. And we definitely want to be thankful for this really this first opportunity for us to to grow and from podcasting to be able to share this story and become an advocate for you to engage in the podcasting experience to better your teaching to archive your growth and is such an important thing that we're comfortable and are glad we're talking about. And then for our own personal growth, we're really looking forward to continuing in these these conference spaces because ultimately, as we share our content, it refines ourselves. You said that best early on, Pav. As we spoke, we said, oh, I can go here with this. I can go there with this content. I can go a little deeper in what I mean by reflection. And so it reminds me of teaching, actually. Mm-hmm. As I remind students, the more I'm teaching a lesson, regardless of how great a lesson it is for everyone, if I'm the one doing the talking, I'm still the one doing the highest level of learning because I'm just revalidating my statements or I'm drifting as I'm talking, thinking I can add here. Yeah. And, and that was one of those things where we didn't we don't actually realize where we need to be uh, hitting the bases until until we speak to the people that are in our conference with us, people who are asking questions. And so we might enter the conference going, oh, I know that people are going to ask us about the equipment that we use or I know that people are going to ask us, hey, what kind of software do you use to do all of this stuff or where's a good place to start? And then when we get questions that are way off of that were completely not what we expected it's like oh we didn't consider that that was somewhere where we needed to add a little bit more so it does refine us and it is very much like our teaching I like that analogy because it does uh, it's very much the same process so here's here's where I thought it was going to go here's where it ended up going so here are the gaps that I need to fill in so um, really great for our own professional growth and even personal growth so all in all a fantastic experience and we're really thankful for Mask you for giving us the opportunity to do that. Before we go into our swag bag, we are looking forward to the Ignite 
summit in mm-hmm. a month, and we'll be talking about math and SEL. And we do actually have a very good presentation lined up with lots That's of right. great content yeah. and drawing upon a couple of really poignant uh, interviews and episodes we've done where we've connected with great educators who have been doing extensive studies and work into SEL and math. I can think of our bonus episode just recently for one with um, Ruth Betty, Dr. Ruth Betty and Kalinda Klein on indigenous culture being the heart of mathematical studies. That's right. And so if you'd like a, a little bit more information about the Ignite Summit that's coming up in March, uh, please check out the Ignite Summit website or you could check out chainpav.com. We've got some information there under events. So you can check us out and uh, and we've got some info for you there. Let's swag bag this. I like the swag bag. I can sit back and listen. Oh boy, that's a lot of pressure, but I like pressure. You do well with that. Um, Really, our theme on conferences is this is about evolution, not revolution. Um, there are going to be this hybrid. We love the idea of these conferences, virtual conferences, face-to-face conferences, working together to provide many more access points for content, for presenters, and for organizers. And that being said, if this is sort of something you hadn't considered, and Pav and I can attest that this isn't something we had considered until a few months ago or seven or eight months ago, we never even dawned that this was a thing that we could partake in. We thought we could only consume Mm -hmm. these type of presentations. Um, There's opportunity for you. Stay connected in social media. Ask around with your friends. Uh, Connect with um, admins in your building. There are conferences coming out all the time. It's just about tapping into who's delivering these vast emails of conferences here, conferences there. And then, you know what? Design yourself one conference, one specific specific point and curate something uh, and then get yourself involved in that space. Don't think that you solely have to be a consumer because as we've talked about before in content creation, when you consume, engage, and then content create, it makes you an even more avid consumer later. So in this conference culture that seems to be building with more access points and more opportunities, get yourself involved. Hey, Maybe even you want to start your own mini conference to get yourself in the game and connect a bunch of different educators on a topic that you feel really passionate about. And I think that's really the key to our swag bag is really connecting on this level is that the digital space is creating vast opportunities for conferences and much more opportunities for all of us to be more involved on many different ways. Pav, how's that for a swag bag? That was a fantastic swag bag, and you covered all of the points, so thank you. On episode 73. Virtual conferences and continuing our growth. And of course, you can find us at... Chayandpav.com. Where you'll learn all about the things we're going on. And we will remind you that we are live on the drive, Sunday nights, on Voicehead Radio, but also streaming live from champav.com slash radio. That's right. So be sure to tune in on Sunday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Everyone, we appreciate you just listening to our little hallway talk today. We always enjoy the fact that you find value and connect with us here in this space. And we love having these conversations. And we love that you join us here in the staff room. Thank you for joining us. See you next week.